0: My daddy and 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 we just woke up and ate breakfast. I played games on my iPad and.
1: What else would you? What did you want to come in here and talk to me uh, about while you were um, while I was interviewing Eric? The tape for the box fort.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and I'm building the box fort I uh, boxes and tape.
1: What's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms. I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. And that right there is one of our reasons why we do this. Uh, That's my number one son, uh, Roland. He joined us today. He he, uh, kept coming in during into my office during the interview with Eric Upchurch uh, to get some tape torn for the box fort he's building this morning. So we're about to get into that. But before we do, I want to do this intro and let you guys in on who Eric Upchurch is. If you don't know him already, uh, Eric is one of the partners and co-founders of Active Duty Passive Income, uh, a great little movement going on. It's about a year in, uh, a year from creation. Eric is a former U.S. Army Staff Sergeant for the 160th Special Ops Aviation Regiment. They're doing a lot of amazing stuff. I'm gonna put a lot of amazing links in the uh, in the show notes, so make sure you're looking into that. They are starting out as a real estate investing firm, but they've actually opening the doors to capital, insurance, uh, and then they're you know, this now they're having a focus on some PTSD, which is extremely important for those servicemen and women. Uh, that are struggling with that. So want to make sure you guys have the connectivity info. Also put that in the show notes. Um, key takeaways that Eric and I talk about today are knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses and find someone you trust to fulfill your weakness gap. Uh, second thing, it's about setting, for Eric, it's about setting huge goals, building teams and keeping the momentum. And that quote comes after we talk about his goal of 800 units for this year and his goal of 1,600 units that's for next year. Enough. What's that? That's the that's bots for that means. Oh, ah, okay. I'm All right. And then the third thing is – that's Roland uh, telling me what, what I'm supposed to read. The third thing is uh, we talk about haters in the very early part of this episode. We talk about haters and how we've both come to uh, accept those – and I love what Eric said, which I think he was quoting Grant Cardone, is it's fine to hate. It's fine if they hate. Just make sure they spell your name right, which I love. So anyway, I want to uh, introduce you to Eric and all the things they have going on with active duty, passive income. Another thing I want you guys to do for me, as you follow Eric on um, Instagram, he's at real at realericupchurch. He looks exactly like Michael Buble. He would definitely win a look-alike contest. Uh, I forgot to ask him to sing, which maybe we'll get him to do next time. But uh, when you link up with him, tag him with saying, hey, real Eric Upchurch, will the real Michael Buble please stand up? Tag them both. I'd love to see those guys connect because of your effort in the W2 Capitalist Army. All right, those are the keynotes for today. Let's get to work.
0: To the gym. I've posted up a couple times and he's sweating through this puppy. So. <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I was actually at a, at the uh, Rod Cleef um, conference uh, recently, and and I was rocking this in the gym. So it's nice, per- perfect uh, shirt to wear to break the ice with people. So
1: it is. I, I had uh, one of my guys, uh, Patrick Daniel, in our mastermind group, who uh, who's also uh, just recently left military. He uh, he told me it was a great icebreaker. He totally made, is. You're yeah. worn around too, so I like it. It's yeah. oh, awesome.
0: I, I created another one with uh the, it says multifamily investor, and then it says the kind of the five reasons why you invest in multifamily, and yeah. it says we buy apartments in the back. Nice. Just break right that. My my wife won't will let me wear that one in public with her around. So <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Hey, that's
1: that's why our wives are here, right? To help <laughs> exactly. us with our fashion sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I saw, uh, Tim posted a a video of one of the, and he had one of the active duty shirts. on. I was like, that's a good looking shirt. I got to figure out how I can get one of those. So yeah, yeah. We we
0: can hook you up for sure. cake. Okay.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. I I was like, man, cause I'm always in the market for a free or not for free, for a good looking t-shirt because I'm a little tall. Right. So, um, this one I have on now is freestyle apparel. I'll give them a shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, they make their shirts out of uh, some kind of bamboo fabric. Cool. The best shirt, is, but it's pretty expensive. Um, but it's the best shirt for summertime because... It looks like a, one of those
0: moisture wicking shirts.
1: It is. It is. It does some of that. Okay. Um, they kind of advertise it uh, as a, you can wear it a couple of days without washing it.
0: Oh, that's a bold statement. <laughs> I don't know about the way I wear it. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think it depends on your uh, perspiration level, right? So, yeah. um, or in who you're going to be around. But it's uh, yeah. it's it is a, it's an extremely nice shirt. This one's a few years old, and it still it still holds up, man. It's it's nice. Wow. It just shows my nipples a little bit too much. So yeah, no. As, as you get to, as you get to our
0: age, that starts to happen. You know, it does.
1: <laughs> oh man! So I was going to play a joke on you and tell you that uh, I told my wife I was uh, interviewing Eric Upchurch. And come up with a line and saying, what's well, Eric Church?" Yeah, yeah. Invest in real estate. And I was like, "No, Eric Upchurch." Let me show you a picture. And she goes, "That's not Eric Church. That's Michael <laughs> Buble." And I'm like,
0: <laughs> "Oh my god, I, that would not be the first time I've I've heard that. Especially if I put a suit on or something." Yeah yeah a suit, a suit and a cheesy face yeah so uh so his,
1: michael buble's everything is our our wedding song so awesome. yeah awesome. it was uh I, I, somebody tagged you in that post the other day and yeah. called you that and i was like he does oh my god i don't know how i've thought about that before but anyway
0: it's a certain light certain haircut like if i let my hair grow out a little bit more whatever in person i don't think i look like Michael Bublé, but in pictures for sure. I can definitely see the results. You
1: look like him to me, man. I make going of people through this interview. Right. So. <laughs> hey, no worries, no worries. <laughs> well, look, man, let's just, what I'll do is I'll, I'll do your intro uh, after we hang up, so we don't have to waste your time on that. And uh, so let's just dive into it, right? So good. you are a former Staff Sergeant for the U.S. Army, 160th Special Ops Aviation Regiment, right
0: correct yeah
1: which sounds totally badass so i feel i feel like i'm a big puss when it comes to so our apartment complex that i'm in there with tim on yes and um hang on one second yeah so the wife uh, my wife took the wife that's how i have her in my phone but my wife took the, the girls uh maybe to just take a ride or go shopping or something yeah. and you want to stay here so we may have more than one introduction i don't know I,
0: that's <laughs> quite all right with me i my kids were downstairs just below my feet in our uh, home gym in the garage yeah. and I was like hey talia i was like hey talia can you uh i got a podcast recording here in a second <laughs> treadmill was running like
1: <laughs> you can hear them yeah <laughs> it happens man yeah. um but uh, I was talking about, uh, where was I? Oh, partner. Yeah, partnerships with Tim. And we've got a couple other. So oh. he's, uh, at the time we partnered up, he was a survival, a rescue swimmer, uh, yeah. rescue, I don't even know the title. I'm going to get it wrong. Um, instructor for the Navy, right? Yeah. our other partner is an Osprey pilot in the Marines. And our other par- pilot, or uh, our other partner is a pilot, helicopter pilot for the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I'm a keyboard junkie right I'm a computer sales I'm in the computer industry technology industry and I'm like
0: yeah,
1: yeah I don't hold you it you gotta strong. come up
0: with like some cool <laughs> like cool keyboard name like I'm a They're, not keyboard junkie like I'm a keyboard hack specialist or I don't know something that's
1: uh I might
0: have done back. some hacking
1: in my earlier days but it's it's way past me now so I, I don't know there's really nothing cool about it it's nerdy <laughs> It's okay, and it's okay. Hey, but anyway. but
0: that's sometimes that's what the W2 is all
1: about, though, right? It is. It is. It uh, you know, now I've kind of moved over into the sales role or sales side of things, and it's it's a lot different. Uh it's a lot more enjoyable. I think it fits my personality a little bit better. Sure. So but um, all right, so you guys at active duty, passive income, right? That's what we're here to talk about today. I see the book on yeah, the sure. on the back there, and I brought it up. Um, let's see, I was reading a little bit of it. where to go? Um but y'all have, so let's talk about that for a minute. You, you guys have kind of exploded in the last just little bit, right? And you talked sure. about Rod Cleef a minute ago. You were on a panel or something like that with, for his multifamily
0: bootcamp recently. What, what's yeah. that about? It's funny, a, a year ago, and, and a, a year ago I didn't know how to invest in multifamily. I didn't know really what it was. I didn't know who Rod Cleef was. I didn't know he had a podcast. Um, our CEO, uh, Mark Yon, who is, had been following him for years and is the primary reason is the primary reason that he closed on his first 56 unit because mm. he was learning through Rod and kind of treated him like a mentor. Anyway, long story short, he had an extra ticket when Rob was down in um, LA, he sent me to the boot camp, and I just started learning. And that's where I actually met Adam LaVar, who's on our team as well. And met okay. him. we hit it off. He's the Air Force uh, guy out in Japan and um, we just went to lunch and hit it off. So anyway... Didn't, a year ago, didn't know anything about multifamily, but um, after the Rods boot camp, I ended up going to another one in Chicago. I signed up for coaching because I believe that you need to surround yourself by people who know what they're doing, and you can shave years off of your. I'm sure you're an advocate of this, also coaching yes, and mentorship absolutely. and masterminds. And I'm in a couple masterminds now, which is amazing. But anyway, yeah, I had the had this goal at that first boot camp. I looked over this my buddy. Um, I looked over at him. I said, I'm gonna be up on that stage someday. A year later, uh, at this last boot camp, um, Rod invited me up. Um, I had closed um, on a, uh, uh, with obviously a lot of partners on a 212 unit. Uh, so fast forward, I had just taken actionable steps every day, gotten to the point where Rod now knows me. He wrote the forward to our book, yeah and, yeah, and he invited me to speak up in front of 600 people. So it was pretty amazing nice. to me. That was a, that was a big moment because it just went to show that if you put your mind to something and take actionable steps every single day, that's kind of what happens. You can, you can actually make some major moves. Totally agree with that. And uh, one of the, and I'll,
1: so I'll match that story with my little buddies back here. He's got more tech yeah. to pull. <laughs> um, I had a, a, uh, I still consider him a friend, but he and I worked together at one of our previous jobs. And, and when I talked to him, I was like, "This guy reminds me of somebody." And his his mannerisms, his motions, his tone of voice, everything and I was like, "This is Brandon uh, Turner's long lost brother, right here." And I was like, "Have you?" And I so I introduced him to the Bigger Pockets podcast, and I was yeah. like, "Have you ever heard of these folks?" And he goes, "No." because, but I'm interested in real estate investing. I said, well, you remind me of one of the co-hosts on their host. And, yeah. uh, and then like two years later he messaged me and he goes, Hey, remember you introduced me to that podcast. I just heard you on that. You know? So it, it was, it was one of those things where I totally understand. Hang on. I got one more piece of tape to, uh, rip off for this
0: fort building.
1: Number one. All right, here you go.
0: Yeah, that's been that's been a that's been a pretty, pretty that's been a pretty pretty cool uh, goal of mine as well to get on Bigger Pockets and um, but you know we've had our own success with the Active Duty Passive Income podcast. I just got to interview Grant Cardone. And yeah, that's something that so, I uh, just my eyes are. If you can't see me right now, who's listening to this? My eyes are wide open. Yeah, you're bug-eyed
1: now. right now. Which yeah, is pretty incredible. insane. I want to uh, figure out how you guys got him on. Yeah, because I would love to chat with him too. Now I. I have a love-hate relationship with Grant. I think he does sure. a lot of good stuff. Most you know? people do, and uh, yeah, <laughs> but I have to take breaks. Uh, yeah. He is—he takes a lot of energy just to listen to.
0: You but, are right, and and you know, I'll, I'll I'll speak to that for just a second. And and we like obviously just for attracting an audience, it's good to have people who are polarizing, right? Yeah. But it's also what what I learned from Grant, and I completely respect, is that he knows himself, he knows his audience, yes. and and after. Yeah if any of your listeners listen to that pot that uh, episode he is very intentional about why he does what he does and how he got there a lot of it has to do with his his upbringing and his parents and wanting and seeing his parents struggle and knowing what would have helped them and so he created something that would have fit in their lives really well so I, I have a lot of respect for him after that and um, and just knowing kind of who he is and how he's he's driven forward, and so people can say what they want and and I definitely agree, and I'm sure he would even agree that it takes a lot of energy <laughs> to listen to him, yeah but but his passion uh to me shines through in just in just what his real intention is so. yeah
1: he he seems to be a very authentic guy coming yeah. from a a very authentic place, you know yeah. and yeah. um but yeah, and y'all not only have you had Grant Cardone, but y'all had uh, Robert Kiyosaki on as well. Yeah, we had. Uh, uh, you have had Sutton. some big names on there, man. And for uh, for recently. Yeah. I say recent. It's all relative with podcasts, right? So it's sure. um, podcast within a year, within a year,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, calendar year. We've had we've had you know Rich Dad Advisors and Kiyosaki and and Cardone and obviously you know Rod Cleef and yeah and uh, there's too many. To, I mean, there's a lot that I sh- should be naming probably, but. Um, Those are
1: probably the most everyone's familiar with. Jay Helms is going to be I love talking to your guy the other day. He, he uh, it was early in the morning, right? So he and I connected and uh, we, we chatted a little bit before, before he started recording. But man, when he hit that record button, it was like, it was like a switch just turned on, and he started going yeah. full. And I think I even called him out on it too. You're talking about Mike Foster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah. I almost got him Mark, but as as Mike. Yeah, um, yeah we're we're just talking and just chit chatting, and then he was like, "All right, you ready to do this?" Like yeah. he's giving me his his late night sexy DJ voice because I think he just woke oh, yeah. up, He's you know? good. He's and, good. Uh, and then he he hit record. And he goes, "Hey everybody!" You know, he just starts going into. It. I was like, Mike, what just happened here? You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. So, um, you said a couple of things on there. I want to circle back, uh, sure. coaching and mentoring. I yeah. truly believe that everybody needs a coach and, and a mentor, uh, and a mastermind group to be a part of. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's a difference between a coach and a mentor and a mastermind, right? Yeah. So A yeah. uh, mastermind is a group of folks, uh, that your peers that help push one another, keep accountable coaching. I think of coaching, like, um, you were talking about being in the gym earlier having a uh, fitness coach with you that's going to come up with your workouts and come up with your routines and and push you to do those, right? And then a mentor is somebody who you, who's who been through what you want to go through and uh, you can bounce questions off of and ideas Absolutely. off of. And a lot of people get those confused, right? And I've been interviewing some guys that I'm going to do for the, the mentor podcast. And uh, one of the ladies that I interviewed said, okay, w- when do I get my, my plan? I was like, what do you mean your plan? I was like... She goes, aren't you going to give me stuff, specific stuff to do? I was like, no, I'm not coaching you. I'm I'm mentoring you. It's, there's Mm -hmm. a difference. Right. So, um, but the other thing that you said, or I want to touch on is your, was 212 units.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Right. So, uh, and this is in the partnership in general. So with active duty, passive income, there's five of you. Yeah.
0: There's created this
1: movement, right? Currently
0: five of us Uh, three co-founders and then um, Adam and Tim actually found Tim I listened to his episode on Bigger Pockets. I pulled over, and he he was dumb enough to give us his cell phone number. Dude, I know. (laughs) So so I pulled over into a parking lot in Northern California and called up Tim right as the right as the episode finished. Nice. And and then, long story short, now he's he's our uh, you know syndication chief.
1: He's he's a very motivational guy. I'm glad I linked up with him as well. He he keeps me going. But so how do y'all make it work? Like who does what in the active duty? Passive income movement, and then on your and I know everyone's probably or everyone of them's probably different, but when you guys get into your multifamily, the two hundred twelve unit, uh, you said you had some partners on that. How do you, how yeah. did you guys break that down? What yeah, that so mean?
0: that's that that deal is actually completely separate. And I and and you know, want to talk about mentorship and stuff. This a group of. Um, of other students that I'm in with uh, Rod Cleve kind of brought that to me and just from me being present and and constantly pushing and creating a a brand I quote unquote brand doesn't mean logos and stuff people it just means situational awareness people know of you who you are what you're all about your energy your disposition how you react to certain things the fact that you're pushing so that that opportunity was brought to me just for capital raise um, I did not source the deal. I didn't have any risk capital in it. Due diligence wasn't mine. Underwriting wasn't mine. I just had this opportunity to raise capital for this deal and I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, but I knew I was a, I'm a limited partner first um, in a, in a, a big uh, mobile home park community. And um, so I knew the numbers. I knew how to talk to investors already. And so I just had to see uh, who do I already know that ha- that might have money. And if you're yeah. out there listening to this and you think you don't know somebody with money, you don't know until you start asking and so you you can, until you can really start telling people and I tell everybody what I do, like if I'm in an elevator with somebody, I will let them know that I'm a real estate investor somehow.
1: Yeah. Um, Either the shirt you're wearing or whatever. And
0: and it's not a, it's not a cheesy thing. It's just people kind of inherently want to tell others about what they do. So start asking someone else what they do and they'll tell you and usually they'll say, what do you do? And then you just go on. So we got sidetracked there. So, Two hundred twelve yes. units was aside from ADPI, um, but now we've started ADPI Capital, um, and and we are uh, about to be under contract. We have a, an accepted LOI on a seventy one pad mobile home park portfolio or a community, and then um, and then a couple others or a few others that we're underwriting right now as well. So lots coming on that, and that is with the ADPI team. Um, nice. So that's exciting. Nice. And and back to the
1: coaching and mentoring thing, because yeah, sure. I don't know if you run into this um, a lot, but I, I do, you know, and I, I think in Cardone harps on this as well, is once you get to a point where you have haters and people talking, oh, yeah. talking about you, you yeah. feel like you should feel like that you're making some strides to be successful. So that's been coming.
0: Huh? Are you saying I have haters already?
1: No, I'm saying <laughs> I, I've received a couple, right? That's, and crazy. I'm like,
0: that's crazy.
1: I don't know why you're, I'm just—I don't know. I don't. You're know. on the other end of
0: the mic, smiling here. I don't know why. Who's who's hating? And we we, but you're right though. We talk about that too, and, and uh, Cardone talks about that. And he, and one of the things you gotta say is that's fine if they hate. Just make sure they spell your name right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they they it, they they know who you are, so that's fine. And and you know, we're starting to get some of that too. It's anyone who has success, uh, any level of success, and it's publicly known. Um, groups out there people will will intentionally try to drag you down for some reason and and all we're doing at adpi is positive things for people it's amazing yeah people know if people know how hard we work in the background for uh essentially pro bono um it's it's amazing it's a people would be amazed at what what we're accomplishing we're actually about to i don't want to talk about this but we're about to start um um, ADPI helps, which is uh, for PTSD and addiction um, support. Okay. So, with the community that we've built, the sky's the limit. I mean, we've got you know an insurance brokerage, and um, and we're we're just we're working on a, a real estate brokerage, and so ADPI is expanding, but we're also being very very smart and intentional because we want to make sure it grows at the right pace. Yeah. We want to make sure that um, that we're doing right by everyone that we serve. Um, and so you won't see us blowing those, uh, ancillary companies up because, and actually Markian and I read, um, uh, what's that book now? Profit First. You read okay. that book? Great. Uh, it's on my list. It great is great my book list. to break down how to grow a business. Don't, don't overgrow your business. It's not about expansion. It's about smart growth. Yeah. And so it kind of focuses on that. Everything down to like what bank accounts you need to create and set up in order to grow your business successfully. So we're being very, very careful and conservative with everything we do, including how we talk to people and who we're helping and how and all that stuff. So yeah. we love it. It's, it's so gratifying.
1: I think I need to circle back or push that one up the party list. I was, um, finishing up, Know exactly, or what was this? Uh, Hey, everybody. So I want to take a break from the action real quick to introduce you to one of the new affiliates of the show, Everly Well. You can find out more about them at w 2 caplesscom slash affiliates, and that is with an S on the end of affiliates. But Everly Well has 25-plus uh, or so home health test systems, and the way I was introduced to them was through uh, their food sensitivity test. So uh, this is not a food allergy test, but a food sensitivity test, which I understand it's the way that your gastro system processes certain foods and how it reacts to that. So for about the last five years, I've been battling acid reflux, GERD. I've got a second opinion from a general physician. I've got a third from a gastro specialist, which included an upper endoscopy, which if you've had one of those before, you know what kind of a fun process that is. But, um, and they all agreed, hey, you've got GERD, you've got acid reflux, let's subscribe you to this uh, medicine. But the medicine didn't always work. So I knew something else was up. Well, through the grace of technology and Google, I was uh, stumbled upon um, Everly Well and their home health food sensitivity test. Uh, it takes them about five weeks to process the test once you get, get it back to them. But what that showed me or revealed to me that I actually have a gluten food sensitivity. And since discovering this, I've done a really good job of transforming my diet and being gluten uh, aware. Uh, I still feel weird asking for, hey, is this a gluten-free or do you have gluten-free items on your menu when we go out to eat? But what I can tell you is that after about a month of of watching my diet and staying away from this food sensitivity that I now discovered I have through Everly Well, I'm no longer taking or need to take my acid reflux medicine. And I'm also sleeping better at night, which my wife is going to joke that is there any way possible I could sleep better at night? But yes. And being a W2 capitalist, you want to get that full seven to eight hours of sleep a night so you can feel refreshed and ready to go. To not only tackle your investment activities, but also to be great at your W-2. So check them out. Check out Everly Well and all of our affiliates at W2capitalist.com slash affiliates. Now let's get back to it. I should know this. Exactly what to say. The magic words. What is this? Oh, excuse me. Exactly what to say. The magic words for influence and impact. Uh, by Phil Jones. It's interesting. It's a quick read. It's but it's interesting. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some of them to test at work and see how they how they come out. Right?
0: Yeah. I, I just got done reading um, uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Foss. And yes, you know, you're talking about Mike Foster's late night DJ voice. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's something that you you know you, you need to learn. And I I need to read that book like six more times. I think.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of great tent uh, content in there. Um, yeah. For sure. That's where I got that comment is the late night DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, Eric, I understand that you're a pretty smart dude. Uh, according to your bio, you have a master's
0: in aeronautical science. That was not through brains. That was through grind. <laughs> I can promise you that I, I I did that Jay, I did that while I was an E six in the army. Okay um and I had, had 27 guys that I was responsible for um wow. my my uh it was a squad squad it was a platoon size element but it was a squad because of the the MTO and the aviation unit so yeah um but so it was it was a I didn't have any kids at the time uh, where I had when I graduated I had my first son but it was it was a grind man it was it was nights you know yeah. on, on base at the schoolhouse and stuff and but yeah, so I, that's not brains. Anyone listen to this? Anybody can do that. In fact, one of the thing, one of the reasons I went into, um, I went into the military as an enlisted guy instead of an officer because I graduated college and then I, I could have chosen to be enlisted or an officer. Um, I chose to be enlisted because it wiped all my college debt free. Which, nice. You know, I had 50 grand in college debt from two years at UC Santa Barbara and, um, and it wiped it all wiped it all out. So I chose that. And so then when I got to the unit, I, it was mandatory for all of my soldiers to create, to come up with a curriculum for college. A lot of these guys had never left their County Mm. before they went to basic training. So they think of college as for rich people or really smart people. And so one of my missions doing that and mentoring younger guys was just going like, look, it's 13th grade, man. I don't care if you got a GED or whatever. It's just the next level. You don't go to college having to know everything. You go to college to learn things and just apply yourself. And the older you get, I feel like it's a little easier to go to school too. So, um, is that
1: something you put in place as their leader, or is that something that the I
0: I, I put in place as at, at the squad level? Yep, I just nice. said guys, and nice. I gave them time off during a duty day if they had a class they needed to get to on post. Um, so they got to take an hour at 9 a.m. if they needed it. Um, had to get approval, obviously at the chain of command for that, but, um, but it was, it was really cool to see some of these guys start to get their associates degrees and, you know, take classes at least and just, just breaking through and understanding that college isn't for rich or smart people, uh, me included.
1: <laughs> yeah, me, me, me as well. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to talk about that is that, you know, while you have your master's in aeronautical science, um which basically makes me think that you're a rocket scientist, right? It's nothing like that at all. <laughs> but the thing is, real estate investing is not rocket science at all.
0: Great correlation. Right?
1: Um, it, is, it is basically, it's numbers. And when I talk to people and I do my own thing, um, it's all about the numbers. There's yeah. no emotion to it. Well, I'd like to say there's no, absolutely no emotion to it. I'm getting to the point. That's one thing that I've got to improve on is that emotion piece. Um, but you know, it's, it's it, number one, develop, developing those criteria that are going to get you where you want to go? Right. Yeah. But also sticking to those criteria, anybody can develop criteria, but then once you get there and you get a deal that's put in front of your face and it's almost there, but not quite, you tend to, and if you're really hungry for a deal, which a lot of people are right now in this market, they're like, ah, I'll do it anyway. And they end up, it ends up biting them in the ass in the end. Right. So what are some of the things that you do as ADPI or you as an individual, by the way, do you invest outside of ADPI as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: have a, I have a business in Kansas city doing single families uh, stuff with a a buddy that I've known for 30 years. Um, and then, and then, um, yeah, I actually source uh, deals for another company. Um, and then ADPI invests together as well and uh yeah so kind of kind of a lot and that, and that, that's something yeah. that just happens as you as you start yeah, going into this it's like teams just start to form and build um, but my my primary focus is adpi oh and by the way i have a w2 job as well yeah. <laughs> so
1: all right so we're going to tap into that here in a minute um sure. write, write that down so tell me about your investing criteria and i'm i'm Let's got talk it. about you as an individual and then how that correlates over into what ADPI, ADPI does if it's different, right?
0: Yeah. So um, the investing criteria when I'm sourcing deals, which is essentially just cold calling, um, you know, in my W2 job, I've been in sales and marketing for eight years and cold calling is just having conversations with people you don't know. It's not a big deal. You make make a cold call into a warm call. Tell Judy on the other end of the line how pretty her voice sounds and she'll put you through to the right person. You Sometimes
1: know? you got to watch out for that, though. Yeah, sure. It might, be, it,
0: might be, it might be Johnny when you said Judy. Or I don't know. So, but yeah, you're right. And and, and in a tactful, tasteful way, whatever. But, yeah. um, but, but yeah, 80, so ADPI, we, we set our own um, ADPI capital. We set our own uh, criteria typically, um, you know, a hundred doors plus, you know, once you get to that one thing I learned uh, pretty quickly um, through this the seminars and, and education that I've gotten in the multi-family spaces that once you're above 80 doors, Um, the business can kind of handle uh, most of the expenses on its own, the landscaper, the maintenance guy, the property management um, with a lot more ease than something that's smaller than 80 units. So we typically focus, we have a set of parameters that all of us know and focus is, is, is critical in this business too, because if you start seeing stuff that's like, you know, 20 units, but it's great in it, but it's not in the market you're in, but it's, so it's smaller and not in the right market, but you're like, man, we could really do this. And then you're scrambling to put all these pieces together in that market and with that deal, but it's not what you're set up to do. So yeah, you really do have to have focus and we all hold each other accountable um, with that. Every one of us is like, yeah, that sounds like a great opportunity, but guys pass hard pass doesn't meet our criteria. So find your criteria and stick to it for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. I had uh, Joe Fairless on a couple weeks ago, and and his thing, you know, he's got three fundamentals, and one of them was be laser-focused, which Mm -hmm. is what you just reiterated right there. Sorry, I get a little Um, tongue-tied. I haven't had enough coffee today, this week, so we, yeah, I see At some point in time, this excuse is going to run out, but I'm going to milk it while I can. But we just had kid number three uh, two weeks ago. So <laughs> um, for, um, yeah, thank you. Uh, and I just started a new job. So it was uh, I wouldn't say I've been burning at both ends. But when I get home at night, uh, I'm exhausted and I, I, I mean I crash like this morning. I slept in till like nine o'clock. I hadn't done that in probably five years. <laughs> That's awesome. I went, I went to bed about 8.30. So. I, hope <laughs> la- I, hope,
0: I hope you're letting your wife do the same every once in a while. Yeah, but,
1: awesome. yeah. I, I will when I can. Uh, yeah. We joke about her having uh, night blood, which is just something that we got from a TV show that we watch. But basically, she doesn't need as much sleep as I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and her mother her grandmother are the same way. They, uh, her grandmother is like almost 90 and still uh, stays up till midnight cooking cheesecakes and all this delicious food and is up early in the morning, uh, you know, the next day. So my wife is very much like that. She doesn't require as much sleep as I do, but, and she, we've been together long enough. She knows that, you know, I'm out when I'm out, right? I'm a heavy sleeper, but anyway. uh, All right, so you find your investing criteria and then you've got an LOI on one property now. How many guys in ADPI, do you have um, looking for deals? Is it a responsibility of everybody or is it just one person that's all they do, right? No,
0: we've got two funnels really. Um, okay. We have a, a new partner, uh, Sydney, um, who is uh, searching with Tim for mobile home parks. So we have kind of two funnels right now. We've got um, multifamily and mobile home parks. And um, we're limiting into those and we have criteria for both. And we have um, of the, I guess, six or seven of us in this group, um, Mark Yon's mother, our CEO's mother, who is his business partner on the 56 unit, she's doing an amazing job um, going around in her local market from Knoxville, Tennessee to Atlanta, Georgia, and in between. That's kind of where we're searching, um, and she find, is finding deals for us and um, getting all of the you know broker contacts and stuff. And then Sydney and Tim are doing the mobile home park stuff. Adam is our is our uh, primary underwriter. Okay. Sydney is also, also great with underwriting, but. So we've got, we we created an SOP that anytime we get a deal going, you know, who's looking for deals and we know uh, who's underwriting the deals. And then we know who's doing the due diligence. I mean, Mike is great flying around the country to do due diligence for us and meet with, you know, city hall and whoever we need and all this other stuff. So we've got all these systems in place. Notice I said, I I mentioned, I am not the one underwriting. I'm I'm not a rocket scientist. Can I underwrite? Yes. Have I underwritten deals? Yes. It's just not my strength. It's not my passion. I don't like looking at spreadsheets, and so here's a tip, for, a tip for you: if that is not your specialty out there, folks, find somebody who likes to be behind a computer and not on podcasts.
1: Yeah, and that's that was uh, that was me, right? So I don't mind getting behind a spreadsheet and diving into the numbers. I hate talking to people about raising money. It's just not in my comfort zone just yet. So So you
0: and I would make a good team. See, so that's how it goes. It's like you start interacting with people and learning what their strengths and weaknesses are. Find somebody that that likes to do what you don't like to do or doesn't mind. um, And then you can build a great team from there.
1: That's it. That's definitely it. Um, So, all right. So we got that covered. One of the things I want to talk about too is you, you mentioned you have a W2 job. Yes, sir. And you, you're doing all these sourcing deals. Got another piece of tape? I got it. I got it. Oh, this is going to take a minute. It cut off. I'll bring it to you here in a minute. Okay. All right. This is a, a tape? no. It uh, oh, you know lapped video. over. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you're so you're sourcing deals. You've got ADPI. You've got a normal. What I'd say normal W two. You also have a family, right? right? How do you have time for it all?
0: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, well, oh, well, I'll just start with this. So my W two job is a job. It's a company that I care for uh, quite a bit. Um, I kind of got in on the ground floor when I left the military. Um, it, it was a good fit for me at the time, it has nothing to do with the aerospace technology uh, industry. And when so I left, that masters is getting the good use, yeah, right? It's yeah, funny, it's funny because I left, when I left Special Operations, um, you know, I had, had my degree and I had my security clearance and all this experience in that unit and I was applying, to, and this is 2010 when I started applying to jobs knowing I was leaving the military. And I was applying to like North Bremen, Lockheed, Bell, Sikorsky, and all the companies that we kind of integrated with um, in our unit. And uh, the, the word back was, hey, you know, a couple of years ago, you'd have been an amazing fit for us. You would have been our top pick for this or this. And uh, they said, just sorry, we're still laying people off. So, anyway, long story short, and as it would have it, um, I was contacted through a friend of a friend about this job. It's a construction related product. I'm in sales and marketing I'm on the sales and marketing team. And so now I I, um, I work from home. So this is kind of where I wanted to go with this. I work from home. So that allows me to have flexibility in what I do. Um, yeah. I, I still have a job to do. Um, we're still the top producing sales team in the country. So we do very well. However, I, I guess I lucked out in the fact where I, I found um, a job where I can kind of manage my own day yeah. and uh, and that, so that's nice. So. If I have to take my lunch break to source deals for an hour, I'll do that. And at five, five to six p.m., if I need to work on ADPI stuff, I can do that. Um, and it's just it kind of nice. When I'm traveling, if I'm on the road or if I'm in an airport, I'm making phone calls. So I'm always i constantly weekends right now. You know, I, I'm constantly seeking an extra hour here and there that I can plug in some of these functions. We yeah. also use some. Great technology, Um guy is very efficient. We communicate through Voxer. We have all of our um, incoming messages uh, and and uh, you know requests and and uh, calendar links and stuff coming through Slack. So we're very efficient thanks to Mark Yon uh, with our systems as well. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you got to rely on that technology, right, to be able yeah. to do that and. Uh, I totally understand the work from home thing. I did that for the last decade up until last month when I started this new, new gig. And now I'm going into an office every day. And it has been a little bit of a change uh, from that, from that, but I still get up, you know, at four thirty, four forty five in the morning, do all my real estate before I go to work um, for multiple reasons. Number one, uh, it gets me jazzed. I mean, I wake up to do something I'm extremely passionate about and it just gets me jazzed up for the day, right? My my day will go in such a different motion if I don't do that. Um, The other part is by the time I get home from work now, uh, or when I was working from home, by the time I uh, unplug, I'm so mentally drained, I didn't want to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to get in the floor with my kids and wrestle for a minute, eat supper, watch TV, and go to bed, you know? So, uh, but i totally get the work from home thing, you got a lot more flexibility to do. And, and, uh, um, it's definitely worked on your favor, right? If you take advantage of it, um, yep. there are people out there who would never make it working from home.
0: True. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Of, you've gotta, you've gotta really work and, and be diligent. And, you know, we talked about real estate not being rocket science. Well, the I mean, way I put it also to, to people is there is, there is nothing in real estate at all. Nothing. In, in this civilian world that is more difficult than what I've already been through. Yeah. So if it's building teams or finding priority, you know, finding a time to, to do what I want, whether it be real estate or wrestling with my kids or whatever, there is nothing more difficult than what I've been through. So to me, it's still a privilege. I'm breathing, I'm here, I'm alive. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to have the opportunity to struggle because a lot of guys can't struggle anymore. So, yeah. Um, it, 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 to me, it's a
1: privilege. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't want to cough in your ear. Um, all right, so let's talk about the book for a minute. Uh, the military, oh man, I, military I was, house hacking. Military house hacking. I don't mm. know why I stumbled on that. Uh, you know, we have got some great reviews in the book. One of one of the things I want to focus on is at the very beginning in the intro, y'all talk about who this big, who this book is for, and who it's not for, which I think is extremely important. Right. Uh, to talk about, uh, because, you know, I have the, 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 um, Facebook group that I have, it is not for everybody. You know, there was a guy on there the other day who came in and, and started, um, giving me crap about the, uh, the deal I posted and how we were selling a property. And he was like, well, you know, why are you selling? This is financial independent. You know, this group's about financial independence. So I was like, uh, a, I'm selling because I'm getting a 333% return on a house I've held for three years. So it's not a flip B this group is not about financial independence, right? It is about people who have a successful W2, but also want to build wealth through real estate investing. So I think it's very important to make sure, you know, when you guys start a movement like this for the military and all the things you are doing that it's very important to talk about who is for and who is not for. So, Let's talk about the book for a minute. Um, I just want to throw that out there because I thought that was very important. But what yeah. was your favorite part? Because I see where all of you guys have a kind of a piece in it. But what was your favorite part in putting the book together, right?
0: My favorite part in putting
1: the book together was definitely when it was done. Um, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Was, we, we, uh, uh, a couple of people I've interviewed that put books together, they told me the exact same thing. Park um, on, so, Ryan Mickler was one of them. He's a
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mark Young had uh, he had the, an ebook, you know, kind of the bare the bare bones of this book uh, completed, and it was published on our on our website as as an ebook. Um, so we took that concept and ran with it. We added to it. Um, we're in the process of adding a little more to the book as well, um, and um, added our stories in there just for testimony and kind of. We all actually. This is a, an amazing part of, of the ADPI core team here is. We're all different branches of, of service. First of all, which is pretty amazing. Second of all, we all have different methods to how we got to where we are. I was living flipping in the Bay area in San Francisco Bay area, starting off the VA loan. You know, uh, Tim just bought a, uh, uh, 62 unit or not Tim. Um, Adam bought a 62 unit apartment complex while stationed in Japan,
1: uh, nice, property nice. Property in
0: Tennessee. So, uh, Tim obviously had his his track. on started with multifamily, and and Mike is doing single family. So it's kind of all over the place. But so so I my favorite part was finishing because it was uh it was it was late a lot of late nights for three solid months. Uh, my wife is an absolute saint, and I have to thank her again publicly for taking care of that. And markion and I spent a lot of time editing, and we're not editors, and so. Those of you who find a a misplaced comma, uh, sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry, but too bad. Um, We didn't hire somebody to do our editing. So, um, but anyway, what I really like, and, and I'll just answer your first question about who the book is for and not for, uh, it's not for some, someone who, who carries around the scarcity mindset. Um, it's not for somebody who doesn't want to, or isn't interested in learning something new. Um, it's not for somebody who, um, feels like they don't have enough time for stuff. Um, it really, really, I hate even saying the, the, the who it's not for, cause it really, it's more about who it is for. It's for the people out there who see that there is potentially a different way of looking at things for um, the abundance mindset folks out there who really think that there's something better than the thrift savings plan, which is the military's version of a, of like a, a retirement 401k. Yep. Right. And so, you know, in the military, we, we understand that the only financial education really, you know, really that is taught, is either before or after a safety brief, before <laughs> before a four day weekend or a three day weekend, you know, and it and it'll say, they'll say, oh here and uh, here's the thrift savings plan. Put your money, any money you extra you have, just put it in here. Oh, and by the way, uh, don't go to jail this weekend. Don't beat anybody up. Don't get arrested. Don't get a DUI. See you on Monday you <laughs> know, and, and I know that's abbreviated and some people probably disagree with that, but, um, but the, that's the fact that that was my experience in the military. And so yeah. what we're trying to do with this book is just start a spark in, in people and go like, there is a different way to do it. It's not all about, um, you know, necessarily using the VA loan to house hack. That's a great strategy, um, but it's really more just like, eye opening. You know, it's a short book. It's a very easy read and there's just a lot of basic information in there. Yeah. Um, but it really gets people kinda of to the next step like, okay, what do I do now? Who can I talk to? And, yeah. And people can always out you know, reach out to us and, and we take, you know, free free sessions where people can call us and just say, I read the book, what next? The book's free on our website. The people can get the digital version for free. So nice. you can even write the book to make money on. And you can't you can't make money writing books nowadays. So
1: And I'll be sure to link to that in the, in the show notes as well. Um, the, and so one of the things, and and I didn't read this far ahead in the book is that, um, is it geared toward, you know, most people, you know, you said you graduated college, so you had a couple of years under you, uh, um, before you enlisted, most people start into the military right out of high school, right. Or when they're 18 or 19, whether they graduate high school or not. Um, is the book geared toward that because i think about myself i was talking i can't remember who i was talking to um it might have been alexander uh felice we were talking about how i think he even said something to the something to the effect of 18 year old uh, kids are stupid or dumb yeah and uh we got to talking about because he was in the military as well and how the stupid things that he and i did when we were 18 or 19 20 years old because we had no financial foundation. So is the book kind of geared toward yeah. those folks or is it more of, Hey, once you get out of the military kind of thing, what's um, uh,
0: the, the, the best part about this book is that, and I, and I say this as much as an often as I can, I wish I had this information yeah. when I was 18 years old. When I, when I, if I was 18 year olds, years old and enlisted in the military, if I had this, information the power of that knowledge that basic knowledge i mean it's a 100 page book it's so yeah. easy to read through that knowledge is is so powerful at that age you don't need a real estate license to do this you don't need a college education to do this you do need to know how to read so that's that's the one prerequisite um but it's but it's what uh, <laughs> you have to be able to read to get in the military you have, able, right? you have to be able to read to get in the military as well so should be good so the, the power of starting earlier is, is, an, is an amazing benefit. If you read this book and, and it, it shows you, so let me just break down a little bit of kind of the premise, right? Okay. If, or just maybe an example of, of one thing people could do. So if you're a, an, an E4 in the military a pay, or the pay grade or E3 or something, uh, or as soon as you say you're a married E3 or E4 and you can move off post, you no longer have to live in the barracks, right? You can right. use the pay loan to buy, and this is just an example, to buy a fourplex with $0 down.
1: Cause you're using a VA, right?
0: A VA loan, yep. no PMI. So no, no mortgage insurance. You can roll in the VA loan funding fee. You can roll in your closing costs and you can even do a VA rehab loan if it needs a little bit of work and roll that into the cost. Now you want to make sure that all of your the rents collected and stuff are going to make your payment for you. Yep. But on a fourplex, it certainly would anyway, right? Um, even if you roll those things in there. So, so the, the premise is you can do this with a single family and rent out your other two or three bedrooms to your buddies. That's a house hack with a VA loan you have no money into it. You can do it with a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. So residential uh, multifamily, which is four units or less, you can do this with a VA loan. Now, here's the caveat too. You must live in one unit for a year and a day. Okay, you must reiterate that. You must live in one unit. It's an owner occupied loan. So that's great. That's perfect. That's fine. You want to do that anyway because you're learning this business as a, as a young uh, service member. So imagine the power of owning a fourplex living in one unit for free. You're collecting basic allowance for housing from the government because you're a soldier and everyone does who off post. Right. Um, the other three units you're renting out and that's paying you're paying basically for you to live for free. It's paying your PITI and all your expenses, and you probably have a little bit of cash flow, residual cash flow coming in from that as well. You yep. can take that cash flow and you can pay down the principal, and that's what I would do uh, because your loan to value is 100% when you buy it, and you need to try to pay that down to 80, 85%. Now, if you can do that in a couple of years while you're living at that duty station, then when you move to your next duty station. You can refinance that property.
1: Hey, everybody, I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there, I've met her, I met her at a conference last year. I wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, The things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, She had a very successful debut career, but also, uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, And by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation Good Egg Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, And now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P R E I A. All right, let's get back to it.
0: And to a conventional loan. And then you have a cash flowing fourplex that you have put no money into. And then you can move to your next duty station wherever it is and you do the same thing it doesn't have to be four flex i'm just using that as the maximum the best case scenario can you can
1: you use a va loan more than once like can and let me clarify that so can you think using the example you just used or provided i'll move in let's just say i'm a military member i'm not by the way thank you for your service um mm-hmm you guys signed up for a, a job that I was not willing to do so to think and actually wouldn't be accepted to do, but well, that's all another story. Um, but you know um, if I move into that fourplex, I bought it with a VA loan. I'm at my post for two years. I'm going to be re, uh, repositioned somewhere else uh, or transferred somewhere else. And I refinance to a conventional loan. Now that fourplex is under a conventional loan, uh, yeah. have I freed up my VA or have I, do I be, yes. am I able to use it again? Yes. yes. You have okay.
0: freed up your VA loan. Once you refinance to a conventional loan, you will get, you will use the real estate agent at your next duty station, whoever you're using. They, they, sh- any good VA loan lender should, or um real estate agent should be able to put you to get your, um, your uh, VA loan eligibility form back from you. They'll just contact VA and they'll figure it out. And I'm not a lender, so I don't, I don't know all the
1: details. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do know yeah, that. total uh, disclaimer here. Any financial or legal advice. Yeah, right. Those folks who are professionally paid to do that, right? And, and I've done this so many times
0: too that I I know I know how it works. Um there's yes. also so there's a um a VA loan funding fee if you're not if you don't have a VA disability rating, um then you pay an, an additional 1 to 3 points give I mean give or take somewhere in there. Gotcha. But it allows you to get into the loan and later on you can refinance that property and recoup that if you later on in your life, you get a, a VA disability rating. Um, you can refinance that property and recoup that VA loan funding fee that you originally paid when you didn't have the disability. So oh, nice. that's another thing. A lot of people don't know. I did that myself. So that was kind of neat. Um, anyway, so yes, for the rest of your life, you have access to the VA loan. Um, whether you are not right. Whether you're, whether you're active or you're not
1: amazing. That's
0: awesome. Sorry. I got an incoming call or something weird. <laughs> you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, you, you can also, here's another thing you can do, um, because I moved from Georgia to California to the San Francisco Bay area. When I ETS, I had a VA loan on my, on my primary residence in Georgia that was now a rental turned into a rental. I, um, I was able to use two simultaneous VA loans. So there's like 66 counties in the country, I think that because the cost of living, and don't quote me on that number either, but I think I just read that somewhere Uh, because the cost of living is so much higher. You can, you can use a simultaneous VA loan so you can actually have two VA loans out at the same time, depending on where you are. And so, so you have like a VA loan eligibility limit of like $484,000 or so dollars nationally. But if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, last year it was like $769,000 as a VA jumbo loan that you can qualify for. You can't buy a house oh. for that in the Bay Area, but you can pay between a million dollars and that threshold, you pay 25% of the difference in okay. order to use that VA loan. So if you're buying a million dollar house, you would just pay 25% of the difference between seven sixty-nine dollars and a million or whatever price. the purchase price is. Um, so pretty neat there's a lot of, it's very flexible it's it's pretty neat to do and just imagine having no money in a deal and i almost brought this up with grant cardone but i did i if you tell grant cardone to to encourage um young yeah. people to buy a fourplex he would be like what hey man yeah why are, you, why are you gonna tell him to buy a fourplex we need to buy a 40plex you know yeah. and so and so you know, pretty good mean, impersonation
1: too by the way <laughs> yeah so you're right you're right he he will do that but you got to start somewhere right i mean i started with a single family home uh now we don't we don't have any single family homes i've got a couple mobile homes that are not in a park but Mm -hmm. uh everything else is multifamily and and for the foreseeable future that's where we'll we'll
0: continue to go to so um
1: hey by the way i hear you're a pretty damn good cook is that true or false
0: i i can be on occasion i cook I cook only during holidays. I did go to culinary school um, when I first moved to California from the Midwest. Um, My buddy and I went to culinary school, so yeah, I have that that capability. Although, you know what, I am aware enough to know uh, after culinary school that cooking and being a chef—I was a chef in Carmel, California, for a while. Okay, not my thing. I'm not creative enough um, to kind of come up with things, you know, like, like great chefs don't need recipes. They kind of just know what recipes go together. Um, I don't know what side of brain that is, but I do not have it. Maybe it's the, the artsy side is not, I just know it's not my.
1: Well, you have a master's in aeronautical science. So it, it was, it would amaze me that you have both sides of that you know, the creative side, plus the analytical side. It's uh,
0: <laughs> I, all I have is the grinding side. There you go. <laughs> side that is, it's, it has, it's not brains and it's not creativity. It's just the will to succeed. That's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got to write that down. <laughs> all I have is the grinding side. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, uh, a couple, couple more questions we'll wrap it up because I know we're coming up yeah. on time. What is your, and we'll talk about your personal focus. Uh, and then the ADPI focus for uh, next quarter and for the rest of this year, because here we are, it's June 1st, can't believe it's already June 1st. Um, what, what is your personal focus for the rest of the year? And for the, or let's, let's do this, personal focus for next quarter uh, and then next year, or for the rest of this year, and then we'll talk about ADPI and the same, same questions. Okay.
0: Yeah. So my personal focus, I'll, I'll just, I kind of, I don't really lump it down into quarters, but uh, closing a deal every quarter is, is important. Um, uh, Why is apartment? That? An apartment just, just for uh, momentum. So yeah. you have focus. The other part of focus is, is momentum. Once you have a deal done, you, you now have systems in place that worked or didn't work. You can tweak them. You start building your team and talking more and you go on the next deal. And so momentum is, is hugely important in this business. So um, uh, it, Myself personally, but also ADPI guys, we're all very focused on getting that next deal that meets our criteria. We're very conservative with what we're looking at, of course. Uh, we need to be able to provide our investors with great returns, and, and that's obviously the most important thing. And So we, we need to do it right, but it's important to uh, keep that momentum going. So personally, um, my goal I set at the beginning of the year was 800 doors this this year. It doesn't have to do anything with how much money I'm gonna be making from 800 doors. It was simply this. I needed eight doors to fulfill my financial freedom number in 2019. So I say, well, if I go, if I go for eight doors and it basically just doubling the amount of doors uh, that I, I reverse engineered it through 2023 or something. But if I have eight doors this year, if I, if I set a goal of eight doors, I'm going to end up with eight doors or six doors or something. If I yep. set a goal for 800 doors, I mean, I'm already part of 212 on the first deal that I did. So so it's not about the money to me, I have a W2 job that's paying the bills, right? To me, right. what it's about is setting huge goals to gain experience, to build teams, and to keep the momentum moving forward. So 800 doors in 2019, even if I don't hit 800 doors in 2019, um, I am going straight to 1600 doors for 2020. Uh, fresh from zero to 1600 doors in 2020.
1: 1600
0: more. More, that. yeah. Yeah, and, and that is that is just a an arbitrary number because I want to be able to figure out a way to push myself um, and build more teams and network and learn and grow and add value and all the things that we talked about at API. So uh, the other thing I want to do is um, I want to give away ten thousand dollars to somebody who's unexpected um, by the end of the year.
1: Oh, uh, uh, you're gonna do that check or in person cash? You want my address? So you're, so you're already
0: you're already expecting it now that I mentioned. It. <laughs>
1: But you know, I, it's, it's a great comeback, man. That's, that's good. And, <laughs> Somebody's already pulled that on you once before, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. My CPA would, would disagree with this strategy, but I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily give it to a charity Yeah. Uh, for, for tax benefits. I want to give it away from the heart. Somebody who is a family member or friend or somebody who's just like really down and out and having a hard time. I don't know where I'm going to come up with that $10,000, but it's not my concern right now. My concern is having that goal of putting it out there and just trying to manifest yeah. the the money to give away. So, and I'd urge other people to do that too. Cause this I, business to me is, is really about giving back to others.
1: So. Yeah. That's a, that's a great challenge, by the way, I'm sitting here thinking how I could possibly do that as well. So that's, uh that's as interesting. That's uh, cause it is, it's about giving back. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, I'm going to have to dwell on that and see how I can do something. And it, it, maybe it's not 10, maybe it's five. Right. But it's something, yeah. I think that's a great goal. I think that's a great um, for those who can't look, I mean, I'm, I'm really pondering. My wheels are spinning right now. So that's, uh, i I'd like the challenge.
0: The best way to do it, <clears throat> write, write it down. Mm-hmm. I have on, on a bulletin board over here next to me. I have give $1 million written. I typed it out and I printed it out and I have it on my bulletin board. Give $1 million. I don't know when that's going to happen. It doesn't matter when it's going to happen. What matters is my brain is seeing that and I'm trying, you know, I'm subconsciously figuring out how to give away money and i need to make money first and then i can give it away anything i make in real estate is is important to me to donate a part of that because it's something that you know i I just feel passionately about giving back like that so
1: nice very nice um and for adpi you mentioned a bunch of different things about because y'all are really just fresh a year into it but you, you brought up the podcast the book uh, ADPI Capital and the things you guys are starting to do with uh, the PTS, which I think is extremely needed from where I sit and what I've run into. Um, so what else uh, for those for that organization are you guys trying to accomplish this year?
0: Yeah, Other so, than the real estate, right? <laughs> so I'm going to say it now and this year, this date, that ADPI is going to be competing with USAA in um, a matter of probably of a couple of years. Um, so wow that we're doing some of the things that we're doing out there um, and the community that we're building are are servicing veterans like nobody has and um, you know we have an inherent trust and I think that is something that ADPI is intentionally focused on with the military with our military uh, brothers and sisters in arms out there Um, and we're going to be able to really help the veteran community and the the active duty uh, community out there so our kind of bigger goal is Is uh, to be on that on that page and to be able to give back to the people who've um, either paid the ultimate sacrifice and their families or people who are um, seeking and certainly deserving of financial freedom. It's just it's a it's a it's an amazing place to be in, and we're going to do some really truly amazing things for the for this community. So,
1: so I feel like you challenged me to give money away. I'm going to give you a challenge too because we talked about Cardone earlier. Um, He has a saying: "Is I don't want to compete. I want to dominate."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: right? So when it comes to USAA, change your wording. I want yeah. to dominate USAA.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I think that word came up. I think that word came up. And, and here's another thing though, too. We believe in the abundance mindset. There's enough, yeah. there's enough out there for everybody. There um, is. All it really comes down to is how many people can we help? And if we can help more people in a different way or in a better way than USA, great. I would love to be competing side by side with USA. What a blessing yeah. that would be to be able to be at that level to, to do some amazing things on a more
1: personal level. So it's really an abundance mindset. Absolutely. Eric, I, man, I appreciate your time today. I know you're, you're uh, you and I were talking earlier about our kids being out and about, and and, and that's, I haven't heard them, uh, heard yours. I know mine's came in, my son's <laughs> came in here a couple of times. Uh, so I want to wrap it up and so you can get back to the family time and I can too. But I want to make sure we know how to connect with you in ADPI. So, what's the best way for people to connect with you?
0: Yeah, guys, if you can, please go to activedutypassiveincome.com. Um, you can connect with me at Eric at activedutypassiveincome.com or real Eric Upchurch on Instagram. Uh, we've got a closed Facebook group, um, which we vet people who are um, going to be contributing uh, in a positive way. We don't allow any negativity in our group. Um, in our Facebook group it's just Active Duty Passive Income. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the way you can get a hold of me for now. And I really look forward to uh, hearing from some of your viewers and just moving absolutely. forward. Absolutely. And See I'm going to
1: post Tim's cell phone number on there just because I know he uh, won't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you again, and sincerely thank you for your service. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jack. All Hi, right.
1: All right, buddy. See you.